afternoon everybody oh I'm very loud uh, how's everyone doing Are you enjoying the carols that's good uh, so my name is Tim if you don't know me already uh, I'm one of the leaders here at Chowdine uh, and my job is to spend a few moments reflecting on the meaning behind the Christmas story uh, the reason we celebrate at Christmas uh, the reason we have nativity plays like this one um, but first of all I need you guys to help me with something um, so if you are able I would like you to stand up for me Okay, if you can't stand up, that's okay. Just put your hand in the air. Okay? Excellent. You can do both as well, however, that's okay. <laughs> oh, great. So, um, we're going to play a Christmassy game of true or false. Okay? This is how it's going to work. Uh, behind me, there's going to appear some statements uh, about the Christmas story, um, and you need to tell me if they're true or false. If you think they're true, just stay standing or keep your hand in the air. Uh, if you think they're false, I would like you guys to sit down. Does that make sense to everybody? Yep. Awesome. Let's start off with an easy one, just to, to ease you guys in. So statement one should appear behind me. Uh, Mary was Jesus' mother. Okay? If you think that's true, keep standing. Okay, that's good. Well done. Okay? That was the easy one. Um, and you all got it right, so I'm glad. We have no trouble so far. Let's, uh, let's, start with a, let's do another one. Statement two. Jesus' birth took place in Bethlehem. Everyone think that's true? Yeah. Few nods, that's good. Number three, okay. Jesus was born in a stable. Stand up if you think it's true. Sit down if you think that's false. Oh, we've got one person sitting down. One person defiantly. That's Lex. Which means that Lex is the only person who's correct. Okay. While we often sing about a stable or a shed, there is no record in the Bible of Jesus actually being born in a stable. Some people think it might have been a cave, some people think it might have been the back room of a house, but it never actually says the word stable in the Bible. All right, so well done, Lex. That's one point for you. Um, statement four. Jesus was born on the 25th of December. Oh, okay, okay. I think some of you guys probably jumped on the bandwagon there, and I'm not quite sure. Um, but that was universal. You're all absolutely correct, okay? Jesus was not born the 25th of December. We actually have no idea when he was born. Some people say September, but that's not a very good time for Christmas, so we don't do it then. Okay, uh, everyone stand back up. Um, next one. Jesus was laid in a manger, okay? Because there was nowhere else for him. Jesus was laid in a manger because there's nowhere else for him. Keep standing if you think it's true. Sit down if you think it's false. This is a very high-performing crowd today. You are absolutely correct. This is true. It does say Jesus was laid in a manger. Okay, number six. An angel told Joseph what to call Jesus. An angel told Joseph what to call Jesus. Keep standing if you think it's true. Sit down if you think it's false. All right. People are unsure, aren't they? Because they were, they were kind of... Um, Confused by the shed thing, okay? So more people are sitting down, but everyone who sat down is wrong. That is totally in there. Um, an angel did appear uh, to Joseph and say, call him Jesus. Okay, two more left, so everyone stand up again. Um, Mary rode a donkey when pregnant with Jesus. Mary rode a donkey when pregnant with Jesus. Okay, so this is a famous song, Little Donkey. 
Keep standing if you think it's true. Sit down if you think it's false. We've got a, we've got a sitter over here. Okay. This one is, is, is false. So you guys sitting are, are you know, you're right. Um, there's no mention of Mary riding a donkey in, in the Bible. Um, I'm not even sure if there's even a donkey mentioned. It might be in passing, but it definitely never, never rode on it. This is the final one. So everyone stand up again. And this one is relevant to, to the wise guys you just saw before. Okay. The wise men found Jesus by following a star. The wise men found Jesus by following a star. Keep standing if you think it's true. Sit down if you think it's false. Okay? Okay. So everyone's kind of right here because the answer is sort of. Okay? <laughs> sort of. It's totally true. They were alerted to Jesus' birth by a star that rose uh, for them to see. Okay? And it is totally true that the star led them to the exact place at the end of their journey but they did have to stop and ask for directions along the way. Okay? That is actually in the Bible, they stopped and asked for directions. Okay? Right, you all guys can sit down now. Now, it's, it's that final fact uh, that the wise men had to stop and ask for directions that I'm actually going to spend a little bit of time reflecting on. Now, that might seem a weird thing to reflect, but trust me, it does go somewhere. Um, the first time we hear about the wise men in the Bible is when they turn up in the court of the king Herod, who was the ruler of that land at the time. And they tell the king that they have seen a star in the sky, and that star announces the arrival of a new king, and they want to know where this new king can be found. And the priests and the teachers of that court tell the wise men that there is an ancient prophecy, and that ancient prophecy predicts where a future king might be born it tells them to head to Bethlehem. And once the wise men go that way, they then see a star over the place where Jesus is, um, and they find him. So it's not just the star that told them, it was also this ancient prophecy which they used to guide where to go. Now, I actually have a copy of that prophecy in front of me, the prophecy that was given out 2,700 years ago, 700 years before Jesus was born. Let me read it to you. So it's from Micah 5, verses 1 to 4. And this is what it says. Mobilize. Marshal your troops. The enemy is laying siege to Jerusalem. They will strike Israel's leader in the face with a rod. But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, are only a small village among the people of Judah, yet a ruler of Israel, whose origins are in the distant past, will come from you on my behalf. The people of Israel will be abandoned to their enemies until the woman in labor gives birth. Then at last, his fellow countrymen will return from exile to their own land, and he will stand to lead his flock with the Lord's strength in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. Then his people will live there undisturbed, for he will be highly honored around the world, and he will be the source of peace." Now, that prophecy came 700 years before Jesus was born, but you can see how it refers to his birth. But it actually came in a really, really troubled time in the history of God's people. At that moment, the, the city of Jerusalem was threatened by the evil empire of Assyria, and this prophecy says things are going to get worse. There's going to be a siege. Assyria is going to come and lay siege to this land. And this prophecy is really honest. Things are not going to go well. 
but it encourages people in the, in the light of this it, it darkness that afflicts the people to find some hope. Because though there will be pain in the short term, the prophet actually predicts that something incredible will happen one day in the future. They could have hope because one day a ruler would arise. One day a ruler who would be just like their ancient King David would come from Bethlehem. A ruler that would bring unity to a divided people. A ruler that would bring peace to those who'd previously been struck by war. A ruler who would be a shepherd, guiding and caring for his sheep, looking after his people. In the midst of darkness, Micah tells people, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay because one day, a long time from now, a great ruler will come and he will save the people. And though times are tough right now, they can have hope. Now, Micah seems like a pretty charming guy. I like Micah. He's a glass-half-full person, uh, an optimist who I think would be good to have around in a crisis because he looks ahead and he thinks, okay, it's all right. Things are going to be fine. Don't worry. Things are tough, but they're going to be okay. But there's something remarkable about Micah that I think often gets lost. Uh, we often forget about when we read prophecies like this. And that's the fact that he was right. He was absolutely correct in his prophecy. You can see that because it's fulfilled in Bethlehem 700 years later. He was correct in predicting there would be a siege in the short term. And for those budding historians amongst you, he's referring to the 701 BC siege of Jerusalem by Sennacherib, which I'm sure you're all familiar with. Um, but he was also right in the more long-term predictions that he made. He got it right that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem. He knew that someone would come from the line of David, a descendant of David, from David's city. And Jesus indeed was a descendant of Jesus. Micah was right in his prophecy. And that should give us some pause for thought because not all of Micah's prophecy has yet come to pass. There is a little bit that is still yet to be fulfilled. And since the rest of it came true, perhaps we can have hope that that will come true as well. Because it speaks of a time when this ruler's influence will be over the whole earth, where every nation will feel his peace. Every people will be shepherded by him. Now, as Christians, we believe that the work has begun. This good uh, thing has started to roll out, but it's not yet fully here. There is a whole lot more good to come. So this is what I want you guys to know today. The wonder of Christmas is not limited to 2,000 years ago. Jesus' work continues to this day. There is hope. There is hope of peace. There is hope of, of joy at this time. There is hope that one day, the light of Jesus will one day drive out all the darkness. And just as this prophecy gave hope to those people 2,700 years ago, it can give hope for us today. Hope because so much of it came true that maybe this last bit will too. Now, I think that the 25th of December is a great time to celebrate Christmas. And that's even though I've just told you guys it has nothing to do with Jesus' birthday. Okay? But I think it actually is a really good time. Jesus may not have been born in the bleak midwinter, even though that is my favorite Christmas carol. But I think it is appropriate to celebrate Jesus' birth in the middle of the coldest, darkest, and wettest season that we have in this country. Because in the midst of winter, Christmas is something that brings us warmth a warmth that is more powerful than the central heating. Okay? In the midst of the darkness, Christmas is something that brings us light. In the midst of trouble in our lives, Christmas is something that brings us rest and a bit of joy. 
And that's appropriate because at this dark moment in history where this prophecy arrived, Jesus brought hope. He brought hope of a savior that would bring peace, unity, and guidance. Now, I think that like a lot of people in Micah's time, sometimes our immediate future doesn't look that good. Uh, that darkness that lingers over us might be financial right now with the cost of living crisis. It might be in the relationships that we have. Um, it might be in our mental health right now. Sometimes we've got ourselves into the problem. We don't know how to find a way out. But I think that we can find hope if we remember this prophecy. Because today, many of us are in a dark place. But I believe that just as Jesus brought light into the darkness then, he can bring it now for you. He can give you hope, hope of something better, hope of something greater, hope of a savior for the world, but also a savior for you. I would like to invite the band to come up and prepare for the next song. But as I do that, I'm just going to say a quick prayer over us. And I'd like you just to bow your heads and pray along with me in your heart if you want. Father, we look back to Christmas and we see how you sent your son. We see a story of joy worth celebrating in the darkness of December. Lord, bring us hope and help us to know you and the joy you bring. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thank you.